How's it going everyone? Today we got a story time of the cringiest emo kid ever. This is the story time of the emo squad, the emo gang that takes over the bus and runs it like a mafia. And then when the subscriber stands up to them, literally hires an emo hitman to go hunt him down. Yeah, this is a pretty crazy story that I know you'll enjoy, so sit back, relax, subscribe if you're new, press the like button right now to claim your very own free nothing, and with that being said, let's jump into it. So we're going to call the subscriber who submitted this story Jeffrey. And by the way, I already know before making this that this is going to be a really long story. No, this is not a compilation video. This is not multiple short stories. Whatever length this video is, this is one story. So definitely sit down, get comfortable, and we're jumping into it. So anyways, Jeffrey takes the bus every day into school. And uh, so when Jeffrey goes into school, right, uh, or at least in the last year, there's this, this group of emo kids formed together a sort of mafia, the emo kid mafia. Dude, I don't know about you guys, but I feel like I went to such a normal school compared to the stuff I get submitted. Anyways, though, but basically this year in sixth grade, Jeffrey's been taking the bus for the longest time, but only this year in sixth grade has the emo kid mafia started to appear. So after a couple weeks, they started to go around and basically kind of like threaten people. They were like, you got to pay us like 50% of your lunch money, like, or else, or if they had lunch money, I don't know. That's such a, like a classic, like movie villain, like, or movie bully type thing, like nineties bully in a TV show is like, give me your lunch money. But somehow they were like, we need like some kind of compensation, money, Pokemon cards of value, whatever you have. Right. I mean, they're in sixth grade. It's all the same. But they were basically offering protection. And if you don't know, like, especially really, like, way, like, maybe a lot in the 50s, uh, maybe not so much now, but probably still now in some places, what the mafia would do is they would basically go around to businesses and offer, quote-unquote, protection services where the businesses would pay them money and they would protect them. But in reality... They were just protecting them from the mafia. The mafia would protect them from the mafia. So basically, if they didn't pay the services, the mafia would go break their windows or threaten them. So it was basically, yeah, it was basically extorting money out of them. And the emo kids must have seen a movie or something, and they decided to do the same. And the thing is, the emo kids are kind of like a group of, like, dorky, scrawny kids. And it was actually kind of, it was kind of strange how they garnered so much power off of fear and intimidation. Like, this honestly isn't even me going after them, man. I mean, I'm not the biggest guy ever. I'm not, like, some bodybuilder-type dude. But also, but these kids were, like, scrawny. They were nerdy. They had, or maybe not nerdy. They just had the emo aesthetic, which, look, it's totally fine to have the emo aesthetic. Like, there's literally nothing wrong with that. However, like, I don't know. I'm just not going to be intimidated, be like, wow, the, the person with, you know, the black nail polish, the long black hair... All the goth makeup on, the, the, the chains, the spike boots, the spike collar, and is sitting in the back listening to screamer music. I'm not necessarily going to be like, wow, I you garner my respect and I will bow down to you because you are physically intimidating. Like, that's just kind of not going to be the case in this situation. So it's actually really confusing how the emo kids got all this power in the first place. But once they got the power, they started to absolutely abuse it. It wasn't too bad because in the very beginning, at least it wasn't too bad for the subscriber because in the very beginning, the emo kids only picked on a few people to offer their quote-unquote protection services. But what happened is while they were doing this, they were also offering 
what they called, like, end membership to the emo society or whatever, which was, like, a bigger thing. So, like, the emo kids, like, it was, like, a couple of them at first. And at first it was just, like, them, I don't know, bullying kids on the bus into, like, their mafia or whatever. But then after that, what they ended up doing was they expanded to, like, a whole, like, emo society. It was very weird. Like, my high school is very normal or middle school compared to the stuff that you're sending me. I think I had, like, one emo kid max. But there were no, like, gangs of emo kids threatening to, like, beat me up or anything like that. Like, I don't know where you guys went to school, but definitely not where I went to school. Yeah, but anyways, basically the, like, the emo cult or whatever squad, it's just, I'm gonna call it society, I think that sounds funniest, was also recruiting members, so it was, like, getting bigger and bigger, which meant that it's, like, authority and influence was also getting bigger and bigger. And, like, people knew this, so all of a sudden the emo kids started, like, basically trying, like, wrangle money out of more and more people. So as the weeks went on, the subscriber noticed that, like, the emo kids, because he was kind of paying attention, in the very beginning, the emo kids would, like, go up to a very select and few group of people to offer them their, quote-unquote, protection services, which was obviously, like, protection from them, which, in the very beginning, like, it, it would be a <laughs> be very select few people that would be afraid, quote-unquote, of the emo kids, and the emo kids were also being, they were actually, they were a little bit smart, I'm not gonna lie, because they knew that if they went up to, like, the most, like, the biggest jock whatever kid, and they threatened him, and he was just like, lol, no, that that would definitely set a bit of a precedent for everyone else, and they would lose a lot of their grip. So they started with the kids that they could bully the easiest. However, as the emo cult or whatever got bigger and bigger, they were able to expand their reach and start like going after more and more people. So this started going on for weeks, and at one point, before the story really begins, it was like around 90% of people who went on the bus would every single day have to give up some sort of valuable thing for quote-unquote protection, right? It got so bad that kids would literally just have the money out like in an envelope or just like in their pocket just to like make the whole thing go easier. It was like a day, it was part of their daily routine to pay these sweaty emo kid nerds to like leave them alone basically. And uh, people were starting to talk about it. Like the emo society was starting to get like an actual like reputation at the school which this is the goofiest thing i've ever heard like i don't know how something that uh, an organization that calls them the emo society is able to garner like a like a uh, threatening reputation it just literally makes zero sense to me but whatever man what are you gonna do so sure enough right this you know the, the subscriber is noticing this and it got so bad that he was at the lunch table and one of his friends was like yeah man i've been like paying the emo kids for about a week and the subscriber's like dude why are you paying them? And the subscribers' friends were like, well, you know, they have a vast network of people. They have people in different places. If I, like, don't... It's just, like, it's not a lot of money that they're asking for. That's another thing. The emo kids tend... I think I said 50%, like, a little while ago. My Correction. It was, like, not 50%. It was, like, a very insignificant amount. I mean, here's the thing you gotta know, though. Like, an insignificant amount every day adds up to a super significant amount. The emo kids, once again, were... They were actually kind of like nerds in the fact that they were pretty smart. Because, one, they started small so that they kept a reputation and didn't lose it by getting owned in the very beginning. And, two, the amount that they were asking every single day was really small. But here's the thing. Small purchases add up over time. Honestly, like, 
a lot of your life is the sum of your actions. Like if you go to the gym every day, you're not going to see things happen. You're not going to see changes. You're not going to feel changes. Well, in the very beginning, it's a lot faster. But generally speaking, it is the sum of the microscopic changes, the sum of them that add up to something big. And like financial management, like when you start to like manage your own bank accounts, if you guys aren't old enough for that, or you're not really managing your own money, you're going to find that if you spend like $3 a night, like, or if you spend $3 on a bag of chips or something, or I think bag of chips is like $1.50, if you spend $3 on snacks, let's say, and you really don't need to have those snacks, but you're like, ah, man, whatever, it's $3. Here's the thing. You do that for a week, that's 21 bucks. You do that for a month. And all of a sudden, you're looking at like 80, 85 bucks. And then all of a, like, it just adds up like that. And then all of a sudden, you spent almost $100 on snacks. And you might not be able to spare $100 a month. You know what I mean? So the, uh, yeah, the, the emo kids were real smart because they didn't go up to these kids and be like, give me all of your money because I think they would have gotten a lot more pushback than, well, they're only asking for a little bit. Dude, a little bit every day really adds up. So yeah, the subscriber's friend admitted to giving money to the emo kids, and that's when the subscriber knew things were going too far. So one day, one fateful day, the subscriber, as always, was riding the bus. And he was watching as the emo kids were going up and going through and trying to get the money or whatever. There was about four emo kids on the bus, right? Or four members of the emo kid society. There was like... There was a lot more members, like, in general, but there was four of them on the bus. And the subscriber notices that today they're, they're, they're a lot more aggressive than usual. And I don't mean aggressive in the sense of, like, give me the money now. They were always very just normal with that. Like, they were, they were trying to be classy mafia, right? <laughs> Whatever that means. When I mean aggressive, I mean with the number of people that they were trying. They normally, like, very recently, they went all the way up to 90%. But this time, it looked like they were going up to every individual on the bus. They must have made a, a, a decision at, like, the executive emo society council or whatever that, okay, we have enough power, might as well just get that extra 10% that has not been paying us. Like, for sixth graders, this is, like, actual organization. I, I don't know. It's low-key kind of impressive. I don't, like, I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy, but low-key is kind of impressive. Anyways, though, so yeah, sure enough, the subscriber watches as one of the emo kids comes up to him. And in the subscriber's mind, he's like, no way that the emo kid genuinely believes that I'm going to pay him. Because, yeah, one thing I will say is there's a reason why the subscriber wasn't targeted right away. There's a reason why the subscriber was in the last 10% of people that they actually tried to deal with. Subscriber was a rel- or is, I should say, he's still alive, right? Um, but the subscriber is a relatively big guy. He's kind of, uh, you know, he's a bit more intimidating. He's fairly popular. He's fairly respected. And he definitely would have been one of the last guys to give money to a bunch of sweaty emo nerd kids, right? Would have definitely been one of the last ones. But since the emo kids were given the executive order to, all right, well, time to target everyone. You know, since the, since the subscriber was riding the bus, well, he was one of everyone. So they eventually went up to him. And the subscriber was almost in disbelief when some, like, emo kid coming over with long black hair with a shirt that says, F society, bro. Ooh-woo. Rawr. Just, like, a lot of cringe or something like that. Um, oh, please don't clip that. God. Anyways, um, like, someone like that comes up to him and is like, hey, dude, like, I'm sure you know about the emo society protection services, and I just thought, you know, it'd be 
pretty smart of you to like just like to chip in a little bit really really goes a long way like bro was acting like he was at like at the cashier being like would you like to give two dollars to, to you know starving kids in this country it's like would you like to do that bro was acting the same way like that except the difference between the guy in the cash register asking if you want to give a dollar or two to starving kids in some country right the difference is that's an actual charitable organization obviously some some of them don't give as much as they as you think and you have to really look into that. Just another little tip slash advice. However, this was not some charitable organization. This was literally going to the Emo Kid Fund, which, I don't know, like, funded their Pokemon card collection, their Yu-Gi-Oh! tournaments. Like, uh, uh, dude, what? And that's no dig to Pokemon cards. Dude, I used to love that in fifth grade. Pokemon season one is goaded. I didn't really watch it beyond that, but I'm sure the other seasons were pretty good, too. So yeah, I don't know, the subscribers is looking at them with this, this look of shock and disbelief. So the subscriber kind of is making, he makes eye contact with the emo kid who says this. The emo kid is looking at him, and it's funny, the emo kid is almost looking at this kid, like, impatiently. It's like the emo kid's like, come on, bro, like, I don't got all day, we're not gonna be on the bus forever. And uh, the subscriber's like, hey man, like, I think I'm gonna have to decline, right? And the emo kid looks at him like he just said, like, unintelligible gibberish, right? It's like he was speaking tongues for a second. The emo kid's like, dude, I don't really think you know what you're doing when you say that, bro. And the subscriber's like, what? What are you going to do? And the funniest thing is that, like, the emo kid was, like, stuttering after he was asked, what is he going to do? Because, like, the way that the emo kids went about it was very strategic in the way that they kind of like built intimidation without actually ever enforcing intimidation. And they also never really directly threatened. They always implied. So the subscriber was basically like, what are you gonna do about it, bro? And it was so funny, cause like the emo kid legitimately just didn't really know what the protocol was because no one, no one had ever said no to them. So the emo kid's like, well, um, you're definitely not going to want to do that. Kind of just the, the once again, the whole like, oh, you, you're messing up, bro. Where it's like, am I? Like, am I actually messing up? Because it kind of just seems like you guys really just don't want me to do that. Like, it, it doesn't seem like you actually have any bite. Seems like a lot of bark. But it seems like, you know, it, I don't know if you guys have ever walked by a house with the loudest barking dog. One thing I've noticed, because look, I have pugs and or I've always had pugs throughout my entire life. They're small little puffballs, right? They bark so loud. I found that like the bit like the dogs making the most noise are normally the small little harmless ones. And the big dogs that could actually like rip your esophagus out of your throat, those ones are pretty silent and only bark when they really need to. And it's kind of the same here. Like the emo kid gang squad whatever it's like they have a lot of bark, but there's no bite. So yeah, anyways, right, the emo kid walks over to the other four emo kids, they're talking, and then all four of them walk over. And they're like, one of them's like, dude, I heard you decided not to get the insurance plan, which is, uh, I totally suggest against. I mean, I'm just gonna say this right now, but, uh, everyone else here has bought the insurance plan, and it's just, uh, look at them, they're all safe, they're all good, they're all happy, like, they're, they're safe. Um, I really don't think that, you know, you should not do it. And, like, the subscribers think to himself, wait a minute, wait a minute. This is, like, the worst logic I've ever heard. So, uh, in Family Guy, there's a really funny clip, super relevant, by the way, um, where uh, Peter, I, I forgot exactly what, but he, like, buys 
you know, I think, like, mythical dragon insurance, and he's, like, trying to argue that, well, he hasn't had any mythical dragons attack him, so it's actually working out. And this is low-key the same thing. It's, like, it's like if I was to offer, like, if I was paying $10,000 a month in, like, I don't know, uh, I don't know, uh, alien abduction insurance, and I'm, like, guys, it's so worth it. Like, I've not been, or alien abduction protection. I'm like, guys, this is so worth it. Have I been abducted by aliens? Like, bro, proof. Yeah, kind of the same kind of logic right there. So the, you know, yeah, the subscriber tells the emo kids, like, that's terrible logic, bro. Like, just because they're paying for protection doesn't mean they're actually being protected from anything. And the emo kids are like, well, you know, if you don't pay up right now, well, then you're, you're going to you're gonna wish that you paid for it. And the subscriber's like, what? <laughs> what do you mean? If I don't pay right now, I'm going to wish I paid for it. Like, that literally makes no sense, bro. Like, I, I hate to break it to you. But you're not the smartest cookie, bro. You're not the sharpest knife in the drawer. By a mile. Yeah, so anyways, right, the emo kid, um, like, all four of them are like, you know what, you're like, you know what, okay, you're not gonna buy the protection plan, then you're not gonna be protected, bro. And, you know, he's like, okay. The subscriber's like, cool. And they're like, because <laughs> people are starting to look around. Like, people are starting to look up. They're starting to look at, like, what's going on. They're starting to talk. And I think the emo kids are realizing that, like, if they don't, if they don't do something, like, if they don't start to, like, I don't know, actually follow through with their threats or actually make a threat, well then, dude, no one's going to take them seriously anymore. So they all go away, and they sit down. And they sit down in, like, the emo reserve section. Yeah, this is, like, the goofiest thing I've ever heard. But apparently they have, like, a kind of a, like, a quote-unquote reserve section for the emo kids. Um, I don't get it either, guys. Don't ask me. And then, so they were, like, planning. They were, like, plotting in there. And the subscriber's like, oh, my God. Like, this is so cringe. And, uh, yeah. So, sure enough, right, the emo kids, eventually they all get up, and they all walk back over, and they're like, dude, like, you're gonna have to fight us, bro. And the subscriber's like, what? He's like, yeah, you're gonna have to do a 1v1 match uh, in front of everyone to uh, respect your honor. And the subscriber's like, I'm not doing that. And they're like, well, it's not a choice, bro. He's like, you have to fight our best fighter. And he points to one of the emo kids. Look, no disrespect to the emo kid, but <laughs> that's my official reaction. That's my official comment on the, on the fight, right? If I had to give fight commentary, it would just be like a snort laugh. Literally. That would be my fight commentary of the day. So, uh, yeah. Um, basically, why, <laughs> why I think it's funny, because they're like, this is our best fighter. Points to some guy who's, like, super scrawny. And, look, I'm low-key got the skeleton build. Like, I've been going to the gym six months, right? I'm looking a little better for sure. But at the end of the day, I, I still got the Minecraft skeleton build. There's no question about it. So I can only say so much. But at the same time, I'm not going to parade around as someone's best fighter. You know what I mean? So, yeah, he's like, they're like, yeah, this is the issue, our best fighter. Points to some kid. He's, like, hunched over. Like, literally has bet he he's walking around and carrying himself like he's a 95-year-old man when he's, like, 14 or whatever 6th graders are. This I don't even know anymore. He's got, like, super long black hair. He's, like, hunched over. He's in an oversized band t-shirt. He probably weighs, like, 60 pounds, which I probably did in 6th grade, too. But I'm not, once again, I'm not saying I'm there, I'm, I'm someone's best fighter. I'm not, like, saying, like, yeah, I'm, a, I'm an MM... Like, a, like, I don't know, I'm not like an MMA heavyweight or something, bro. Like, that's the difference between him and me. So, yeah, anyways, um, the subscriber's like, dude, like, I don't think you want to do this. And the Ebo kids are like, yeah, well, I think we do. And the subscriber's like, okay. 
And then the emo kids all had this look on their face. Because I think they were really like, okay. They were really trying to just call the subscribers bluff, which is kind of ridiculous because why would the subscriber back out? I mean, he now knows that the only quote-unquote danger he would be protected from is the emo kid who's like the super scrawny little kid. Oh, yeah, I need protection from him. Yeah, right, bro. Let's... Yeah, yeah, okay, man, sure. Yeah, but anyways, right, so the emo kids are like, oh, well, fine. And this is all while the bus is going on. I think the bus driver just has completely given up caring and is like, look, I get paid to transport the kids from place A to place B, and that's all I'll be doing. I'll be manning the ship even if all the passengers fight each other to the death. I don't really care. So at this point, right, word is spreading really quickly that the emo kids are finally like, it's, oh my god, man, someone's going against the emo society. This is the dumbest idea ever. Like, how dare, like, how could they? Like, why don't they just pay, like, the measly pennies or whatever? It's probably a bit more than a few pennies, but you know what I mean. So a word spread really fast that there was, like, a quote-unquote fight going on versus the emo society versus someone who didn't pay. And this, like, the emo kids, like, this rode a lot on them. Like, this was really... This was a big deal for them because if you think about it, this will really kind of decide, you know, how much authority they actually have. You know what I mean? Because if all of a sudden they're just saying like, oh, yeah, like uh, you're going to pay or this is going to happen. Well, now we actually get to see what's going to quote unquote happen if you don't pay them. Before we get into the fight, which is actually pretty funny, if you made it as far into the video, comment uh, emo down below and comment it three times in a row. Uh, just that'll be the secret word of the day. I'll try and heart some of the comments in. There's a better chance I'll see your comment if you comment it three times. And also make sure to watch, listen to this on Spotify. It will be linked in the description as well as the pinned comment. And uh, yeah, uh, press the like button or you will become an emo and uh, let's get back into it. And you're free nothing, of course. So yeah, the emo kids uh, or one emo kid, remember, because the fight was supposed to be the one emo kid versus the subscriber. So the one emo kid, so they, they do it at, like, the back of the bus. Because, like, the back of the bus, it, like, it normally is, like, each row has two sets of seats. So there's, on the left side, there's a seat, and on the right side, there's a seat. But the very, very back of the bus, there's only a seat on the left side, which means the right side is, like, open. So they basically, quote-unquote, have, like, a fighting arena back there. Or they at least make a fighting arena as of right now. So a lot of kids are looking back. A lot of kids are super interested to see what's happening. And the subscriber really isn't worried. He's probably got about 80 pounds of muscle on this kid and probably about five to six inches of height. Maybe this emo kid isn't actually that short, but since he's hunched over because society has made him like that, he's literally like six inches shorter, bro. So uh, yeah, the subscriber doesn't plan on like pulverizing this kid. What the subscriber plans on doing is letting this kid make the first move and literally just like stopping him. Like, you know how like, I don't know if you've ever seen like the big guy and like the small person runs after them and like tries to fight them, but the big guy outstretches his palm, his hand and like palms the guy in his head and literally just pushes him away, like keeps him away. The subscriber doesn't actually want to hurt the kid because he doesn't want to get in trouble and like, the emo society would totally be like, you hurt me, I'm going to report you. So he's literally just going to try and like dominate the kid and not let him touch him. Anyways, right, so um, so like the subscriber was watching right before like the fight or whatever. The three other emo kids, they were like huddled behind like in a corner like talking to each other and they were whispering. Okay, so since they were whispering to each other, obviously the subscriber doesn't know exactly verbatim what they were saying. However, right, however based on what the, you know, they did right after, the subscriber can infer what they were saying. So basically, probably what they were saying was that one, like, 
our boy's gonna lose. I think they were just, like, looking at it really, like, seriously, and I think that, like, they put the, the emo kid forward before they actually realized the subscriber was actually gonna go through with it and be totally fine, like, you know, fighting the kid or whatever, and so they were like, okay, I think our boy's actually gonna lose. Um, second of all, they were probably saying, okay, and if our boy gets absolutely demolished, well, then people are going to start to really question why they need to pay us for protection of, like, the emo... Like, why they need to pay the emo society for protection. And then, if they start stop paying us, then, like, we're going to lose our power, and then people are going to disjoin the member, and then the whole thing is going to fall apart. They started to realize that so much rode on this very thing. So they decided that... Um, they probably came to the conclusion, based on what they're about to do, that it's probably better off to just... Um, play dirty and win, then lose and play fair. So right as, like, one of the emo kids... So they all stop huddling and talking to each other. And the emo kid's like, three, two, one, go! And when he says go, not only does the emo kid that was supposed to be, like, fighting or whatever, but all of the other three Russian as well. So now the subscriber has a 4v1 fight. So, yeah, the subscriber sees this... And he's a little caught off guard, but he's pretty good in the fact that he doesn't let it let him like, I don't know, get like psyched out by it. Because I think, look, one of probably like the what could have happened was even though the subscriber could have taken 4v1, just the fact that he was basically unexpectedly taken on by three others, like three more than he expected. That might have been enough to kind of like shock him or like confuse him enough that what happens is he just gets so thrown off guard that he just, you know, loses because of that. However, though, <laughs> these were three, four, I should say, kind of scrawny and insignificant emo kids. Like, not trying to be mad disrespectful to them, but just being straight up, uh, they're not going to win, bro. There's a reason why I'm not fight. I, I don't pick fights with random kids on the football team. It's just physically, it's just not going to work, dude. And I'm just aware. I'm just at least I, I just understand, bro. So what ends up happening is all four of the emo kids rush in. And this is, okay, the subscriber, Loki's kind of clean with it. He kind of, like, the first thing he does is he kind of, like, they all start charging in head first. But they're charging in in such a weird way. Like, what they do is they just, like, they just, like, lean forward and go, charge, right? And so what the subscriber does is he realizes they're just trying to use momentum in their favor. So he just kind of, like, walks steps aside a little bit. And, like, all four of them, like, miss the, like, the subscriber and, like, crash into the back of the bus. So two of them were basically out for the count. Like, two of them were like, owie, my knee. <laughs> so now it's a 2v1. And they both start going in swinging. They're just, like, rapidly swinging their wrists. or it, it, But, like, since they're basically just skeletons, bro, like, I mean, look, okay, kind of me too. So, like, I'm not coming for them. I'm just spitting reality. I'm speaking facts about the situation. They just start, like, swinging, but the subscriber just, like, outstretches his arm to, like, block against it and one of them slaps into it and they're like ah and they basically collapse to the floor because they hit the subscriber too hard for them the subscriber's taking zero damage at this point and then the final emo kid is just looking at the subscriber and he just walks away like he literally just like calls a draw so at this point like the whole the whole bus erupts into laughter like this is the worst case scenario for the emo society worst case scenario so yeah, um, yeah, everyone bursts into laughter. They're all like, I don't know, this is like the worst possible case scenario, as I just said. And the reason why is like, if, if the emo kid lost the 1v1, well then, okay, that's, 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 yeah, okay. 
that's pretty embarrassing, and they would have lost a lot of clout, but it's not as bad as them not only losing the 4v1, which is, like, the most power they can exert on the bus, but they also lost it so embarrassingly. I mean, two of them basically got, they, they knocked themselves out, not literally, but they, they were out for the count because the subscriber stepped out of the way and they had no physical control. The other one swung on the subscriber and basically took himself out because it hurt too bad when he made contact with the subscriber who barely flinched. And then the final one just quit. Like, dang, bro. <laughs> I don't know. It's like the most embarrassing loss. So as soon as the bus stops and they all get off, word spreads of like the, the subscriber V4 emo kids, basically V the emo society spreads so quick. And like everyone was talking about it because a lot of kids had to pay for like the emo society, like protection, whatever. It also, it wasn't just on the bus. There was like bus protection, recess protection, lunch protection, like all this type of stuff. And word spread super quickly. And the emo society was legitimately seeing the rate of people at which like uh, did like their services. Like the bus was almost 90% at one point. Lunch and recess were like 60%. They saw it half. Like the bus, only like 30% of people the next day did it. And at recess, only like, uh, like half of, or I guess like the bus would be like, 50% of people did it. Recess was like 20. It was like even worse than getting halved, right? So the emo society must have, because look, the subscriber wasn't there, but it's very fair to conclude that the emo society had to have a meeting about this. Because in all fairness, the subscriber really did just like destroy, ha like destroy the, like the clout and the kind of the perception of this organization. Like this organization only works because of the perception. Like, this organization is only, like, strong or powerful or whatever because of people's perception of it. Oh, look at this beautiful combo. Yeah, I'm finally good at Minecraft, guys. Now, sorry. Um, but anyways, right? So, yeah, uh, it's just, like, he completely obliterated this, you know, the their uh, reach. And the thing is, too, it's not gonna, like, stay here. It's not as if, oh, okay, only the next day half the people are buying into our protection services. It's not as if it's just going to stay steady like that. There's a good shot it continues to decay from here. Because the people who paid maybe just weren't, probably a good chunk of them weren't aware of the whole situation that happened. And then there probably a lot of them weren't aware that so many people have stopped paying for it. So when those people become aware, then even less the next day and then the people that stay still paying, they're going to be like, why am I still paying? And even less and less and less and less. So yeah, the emo society was worried. So they decided that they are going to put the subscriber on their, their hit list, basically. Yeah, so anyways, right, this, look, the subscriber kind of didn't really want this attention in the first place. He really wasn't looking to be like, that guy, if that makes sense. Like, he didn't want to have, like, a reputation. Like, even if it was a good reputation. Like, it definitely... No one liked the emo society. Some people... Even the people who joined it. Some were just joining it because they liked the fact that it was powerful. They didn't actually like the way they went about it. But most people, I can guarantee you, were definitely not a fan of paying money every single day. So he definitely got a good reputation. But I totally agree with the subscriber when, in some cases, it's just honestly better to have no reputation than a reputation, even if that reputation is good because like i don't know i definitely don't want people talking about me i don't want anything like that it's just i it's not it's just like i totally get it however the subscriber is also aware well i mean i have this reputation now so it's like i don't know at least at least like let me use it you know what i mean so sure enough 
the uh, the subscriber, people would come up to him and be like, wow, man, I heard about what happened today. That's real cool. The subscriber is like, thanks, dude. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Thanks, man. But uh, yeah, so uh, the thing is, though, at some point, one person came up and said, hey, man, like, like, good stuff today. But just so you know, you're on like the emo society's hit list. Like, I got a boy who's like in it, doesn't really like it, but is just in it for the sake of being in it. And he, they, he said that they had, like, an executive meeting and they put you on the hit list. And the subscriber, look, I, I, like, the subscriber's just going to be straight up. He's not super worried about being on, oh, I'm on their hit list, mm, right? It's like, oh, man, like, do I need to pay for protection against their hit list? Because the subscriber uh, does remember what happens when the emo society fights back, which is they send four of their guys in an unfair 4v1, and they get absolutely smoked without the subscriber having to, like, really do much more than step aside and lift up his hand. So the subscriber's like, okay, man, like, that's fine. They can have me on their quote-unquote hit list or whatever. I genuinely do not care. Um, so anyways, the subscriber was walking home from school. So he takes the bus to school, but he walks home from school. It just like the subscriber, some days he'll take the bus back, but it's also on a nice day or whatever. If it is, if it's nice out, right? If it's nice out, and if he doesn't live that far away, to be honest, he just like in the morning, he's like, you know, it's too long of a walk. I'll just take the bus. But on like, he does enjoy a nice walk back. So anyways, the subscriber at the end of the day, after everyone talking about him, right, is just walking back home. So the subscriber's walking home, and that's when he notices that behind him, there's this, there's this kid who's dressed in all black. So the subscriber isn't, like, being super suspicious yet, but he does now know that he's upset the entire emo society, and that he's quote-unquote on, like, a hit list or whatever, whatever that's supposed to mean for, like, an emo squad in sixth grade, like, whatever that's supposed to mean. So he's walking back, and he notices this kid behind him, so he's just thinking to himself, okay, well... I'm just going to keep an eye out for this kid. Like, I'm just going to be aware of him, stuff like that, right? I'm not going to be too worried. And he's noticing, like, in this peripheral, and when he looks back very quickly, the emo kid, or someone who looks like an emo kid, is starting to gain traction on him, and starting to gain traction on him kind of quick. So the subscriber's like, okay, this is a little bit weird. Um, so the subscriber turns around, and what his plan was is he's, he's going to be like, hey, like, or just, like, stop walking to, like, tie his shoe. Because he's not actually intimidated of, like, the emo kid, right? Or the emo kids. He doesn't know how many he's got to fight. He's already fought four of them, and they've all gotten owned immediately. So he's not worried. He just wants to know. Because, like, can he put in his headphones and relax? Or does he have to deal with one of these emo kids? That's really the question. So the subscriber turns around, planning to be, like, what's good. Or at least stand still so that, you know, the emo kid either has to come up to him or goes away. Turns around, and no one's behind him. And he kind of looks a little bit around, and he, he doesn't see anyone, which is really weird. He's like, okay, well, there's definitely a kid behind me, but now I'm kind of sussed out right now. So yeah, sure enough, the subscriber's like, okay, man, whatever, I'm just going to keep going. Subscriber kind of like gets up and keeps walking home. And that's when he hears, like about 10 minutes later, he hears, it's about like a 15, 20-minute walk. That's why he normally takes the bus, because he's like, ah, I don't feel like doing this. Um, or 25-minute, whatever. He hears, like, 10 minutes later, hears, hears kind of, like, rustling in the bush. So he turns over, and he looks at the bush, and then the rustling stops. And he kind of looks at it for a second and keeps going. Probably a wild animal, he thinks, right? I mean, 
uh, I always hear that, like, there's always, like, especially if you live anywhere near any kind of woods or natural integration, right? You're going to hear animals, squirrels, bears, whatever, little bugs. They're going to be, like, crawling around. They're going to be living their life. And, yeah. So, the subscriber doesn't think that much of it. Anyways, he gets back home, and he gets walks inside. And as he's walking in, he just gets a feeling to turn around. And he turns around, and he looks on the other side of the street, and he sees, like, the emo kid standing there. So the subscriber full-on turns around and yells at him. He's like, he's like, hey. And then the emo kid runs away. So the subscriber's like, ah, dang it. Like, I knew I was being followed. So yeah, uh, sure enough, right? The subscriber's just like, okay, well, I'm for sure being followed right now. That's not great, but what are you going to do about it? And so the subscriber, like, goes back inside and kind of just uh, kind of waits it out to see what's up. And after about an hour, he's like, okay. The kid is definitely gone. Like, I don't even need to worry about it. Like, whatever now. So, uh, yeah, um, sure enough, it's about, like, two hours later. It's getting late. He's done his homework. And he's at the dinner table with his parents. And so on the first floor at the where his dinner table's at, there's kind of, like, a pretty good view of the yard behind him and the outside. So his parents are sitting away from the window, and he's sitting facing towards the window. So his parents can't see out the window, but he can so they're just enjoying dinner, as, you know, they normally do. And uh, that's when the subscriber notices, like, movement in the bush. And once again, he's like, okay, probably an animal. But he's also a little paranoid because, you know, this emo kid followed him back home. And uh, he keeps watching. And that's when he sees a very clearly, not an animal, but a person running from one bush to another. So the subscriber is like, oh, my God, the emo kid, he's still here. So the subscriber asks his parents, he's like, hey, can I be excused for a second? They're like, uh, sure. And so the subscriber gets up, walks past them, and walks outside. His parents are probably, like, weirded out, but they're also like, eh, whatever. Subscriber walks into the backyard, and he sees the emo kid, like, squatting in one of the bushes. So he goes up to him, basically picks him up by his, like, black Metallica hoodie or whatever, and just, like, like, looks at him, he's like, who, like, what are you doing here? And he's like, uh, like, uh, the emo society sent me, you're on their hit list. And he's like, I, I don't know what that means, and I don't care what that means. Like, what are you doing in my backyard? And the emo kid's like, um, uh, I'm supposed to, like, fight you or something? He's like, all right, fine, let's fight them. The emo kid's like, no! <laughs> uh, look, I mean, hey, man, like, are you really expecting the emo kid to actually put up a fight? Are you, like, actually expecting something to come from this? No. So, yeah, the subscriber's like, all right, well, uh, send a little message back, like, that, you know, they can bring it on, but that this is not a good way to go about it because I'm about to tell everyone that they sent a quote-unquote assassin and that their assassin completely failed. And the emo kid's like... <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna put a spell on you if you're not careful. He's like, yeah, okay, bro, put a spell on me, sure. Like, I'm so worried right now. I'm literally quaking in my boots, dude. So facts, true. So the subscriber goes back inside, and his parents are like, oh, what was that? He's like, ah, I just needed, like, I just needed, like, brush a, a breath of fresh air. I just felt a little stuffy. And they both kind of looked at each other, but also, like, his parents aren't gonna be like, well, we don't believe you. It's, it's, not, it's not that deep, and they knew it. So anyways, next day rolls around, and the subscriber is getting on the bus. And the subscriber is pretty mad. Like, he's just really angry that it came to the point where the emo kids were like, oh, and now we're going to, like, uh, I don't know, now we're going to, like, uh, uh, threaten you or whatever and send people to your house. Like, here's the thing. The subscriber wasn't actually ever threatened by any of this. 
it was just genuinely annoying. Like, the thing is, right, you know, these emo kids are not actually scary, they're not actually threatening or anything like that, but the thing is, they are really annoying. Like, that's the worst thing about this. Like, the worst thing at all is how just annoying this has been, like, total. Like, this has just been so annoying, because he keeps, he just has to keep dealing with it, right? He just kind of has to keep dealing with, like, these emo kids coming over and, like, I don't know. It's like none of them individually or even in a group are a threat. It's just the fact that he has to exert mental energy to deal with these people is just so annoying. So yeah, sure enough, the uh, the subscriber the next day on the bus, he has a plan, man. He has a plan, and it's a pretty good one. So basically, when people get on the bus, the subscriber kind of like figures out which ones are most likely going to like be like shown, like the emo kids are going to walk up to because it used to be almost 90% at their peak, but now it's at a point where most of them don't pay in, but still like 20 to 30% are probably still going to pay the emo kids. And you can kind of just tell who it is and the subscriber kind of remembers. So the subscriber goes around to about half the people because he wants to make sure he gets... He wants to overshoot than undershoot, goes up to them and says, hey, I'm offering protection against the emo kids for free. And they were like, oh, and he's like, do you want to sign up for my quote unquote protection services? It's free. And they're like, what's the catch? He's like, dude, I just freaking hate these kids. <laughs> and they're like, all right, yeah, me too. So before the emo kids even get on the bus, because the emo kids are normally like one of the last pickups before they all go in, um, basically every kid either... It is the kids that wouldn't have been approached, the subscriber doesn't go up to because he knows the emo kids aren't going to approach them anyways. Um, but now it's like all the kids, the emo kids would have approached. The subscriber now has like basically been like, yeah, I'm giving you protection against them for free. So the emo kids get on the bus and they very confidently and like very in like kind of like a cocky manner, right? They go up to the same people that they always go up to, basically expecting that they will have no issue uh, wrangling some money out of them or Pokemon cards or I don't know, Yu-Gi-Oh, I don't know, whatever you guys are doing. Um, and the kids are like, hey, like, sorry, I already got protection like from someone else. And they're like, what? There's another emo squad? And they're like, no, actually, the subscriber points back there is offering protection against you guys for free, which is just a better deal. And they basically go on to say, yeah, and it kind of looks like um, you can offer pretty good protection. So, yeah, uh, sure enough, the emo kids are really surprised by this. They're really taken aback. So, like, all four of them storm up to the subscriber, sitting where he normally sits, and they're like, dude, this is not cool. You don't want to mess with the emo society. And the subscriber's like, bro, do you literally not remember what happened yesterday? Like, do you not remember the last time you guys came up and were like, you really don't want to mess with us? Do you remember what happened? Because I can say one thing, I certainly do, and also the entire school certainly does. And the emo kids are definitely in a much worse position now. Like before, like literally a day ago, they almost had 90% of kids, like, going for this. Like, they almost had everyone totally going for this. And now they've completely lost, like, almost everyone. Actually, they've lost everyone, at least on the bus. And the, you know, the subscriber's like, hey, but, like, hey, man, like, I wasn't even gonna do this. Like, as much as I don't like you guys, I wasn't even planning on going through and really just deciding to stomp you guys out. But here's the thing. You guys went too far by sending, like, one of your little goons to my house. And by the way, he did nothing. And I'm spreading the word as soon as I get to school that you're, you guys sent a clown after me and he got owned. Um, but that really went too far. You guys went into my personal space. And now I will not rest until your organization is no more. And the emo kids no longer could put up a brave face because in reality, they realized that they were about to get owned.
Yeah, because, like, the truth is, like, honestly, bro, like, at this point, the what did the emo kids have left? Like, what ammunition did they have left in the tank, man? Like, seriously, like, what else were they going to do? So the emo kids were like, oh, all this kind of stuff, right? And the subscribers like, okay, bro, like... What are you going to do about it? So the emo kids, like, what they do is they, they leave the subscriber alone, and they try and wrestle even one person. They try and get at least one person, but no. They go up almost through everyone offering their protection services, and people that would normally say yes were like, nah, I got the subscriber protecting me. And people that would say no are like, ha, no, <laughs> you know? So anyways, once they get off the bus, the subscriber, like, gets off. And what the subscriber does is he goes to all the other places, recess, lunch, hallway, whatever. He tries to spread the word that he's offering protection services for free as far and wide as possible. So yeah, um, sure enough, really quickly the word spread and basically got to the point where it was like the subscribers like, I will give you default protection. Like basically anyone who said I'm being protected by the subscriber was now protected by the subscriber. Like they didn't even need to like go up to him individually. He just said, I got you guys. Like, don't worry about it. I got you all. So, uh, yeah, the emo school, like, the emo society had, like, an emerge convened, like, an emergency meeting that day, and they had already lost, like, 80% of membership throughout the last, like, 24 hours. Like, people were just like, ah, screw this, whatever, right? And so the final members were just like, what are we gonna do? Like, this is so bad, we, no one is, like, falling for our stuff anymore, people are just, like, laughing us out. And, uh, they kind of came to the conclusion that they were gonna have one last hurrah, because they were either because at this point, if they were able to prove dominance over the subscriber, they would have a shot to regain their empire. But they really had to give it their everything or else they would be doomed to fail. And they basically said, okay, we're going to have one last hurrah. This is a Hail Mary, but we're putting everything into it. And if not, we dissolve the organization. So anyways, fast forward to recess. Subscribers chilling with one of his boys. And that's when they notice a squad of 10 emo kids walking towards him. And right before the emo kids, like, you, like, were spreading the word as fast as possible that the emo society was about to take out the subscriber once and for all and truly prove their dominance. Because if you think about it, it actually makes a lot of sense for them to do this because, like, what else are they going to... They have no power now. The, like, the subscriber has legitimately blocked every angle that they have. But if they take out the subscriber, I mean, metaphorically, they're not going to murk a kid. They're sixth graders, right? But, like, prove dominance over him. Then all of a sudden, they have full power again. They just need to, like, regain it and use that momentum. So they spread the word really quickly that the emo squad, the emo society, was about to prove once and for all that they are truly dominant over the subscriber, right? And that the subscriber can't actually protect you and that they are the only ones that truly offer protection. So, yeah, a lot of kids were, like, talking about it. A lot of kids were watching. And basically, like, a massive circle began to form as the emo kids began to, like, close in on the subscriber. So the subscriber's friend is like, oh, my God, dude, like, uh, my friend is texting me that the emo kids are coming for you, that, like, the last remaining 10 are going to prove dominance over you. Like, what does that mean, man? And the subscriber's like, dude, don't worry about me. Don't worry. Just, like, don't worry about me, man. Like, I, I got it. And the subscriber's like, dude, I can go with you. He's like, no. First of all, I got this. Like, he could be 100v1. I'd still win. Like, I'm more afraid of 100 toddlers than 100 emo kids coming after me, if I'm being real. He said, but also, if there's even, like, if I can show that it's, like, a 1v10 that I win, 
Like, that would literally end them for all. If it was a 10v2, then maybe they'd have a li- It would be a little questionable, even though it'd be pretty obvious. But if I win this, it's done. So, yeah, the emo kids, all 10 of them, are walking towards the subscriber. They're like, are you scared, man? We're going to give you one shot to back down. And the subscriber's, like, kind of, like, walking around, pacing a little bit, like, ah. Like, no, man. Like, I'm ready for this. <laughs> I think the emo kids were hoping that you know, this, the, the sheer number of them would be enough for leverage, but no. The emo kids are like, fine. Then we'll have a final duel. And so sure enough, right, the subscriber's like, all right, man, that's cool with me. So the emo kids start, like, they circle out, and they almost, like, they now form, like, a circle around the subscriber. And the subscriber, this is his biggest challenge yet. Because I don't care if it's 10 toddlers, I don't care if it's 10, like, inanimate objects. 10 is a big, 10v1 of anyone, that's still going to be tough to win. So basically, right, the subscriber is starting to realize that he thinks the emo kids are going to charge. So what he thinks they're going to do is, right, they surround him, and then they all charge in and basically tackle him to the ground. Because all 10 of them coming in from different directions probably would be able to tackle him, right? And that would be kind of a problem. Because, you know, you look, 10 taught, like, even, like, 10, like, really weak, shrimpy emo kids, right? If 10 of them have you pinned down, that is still extremely difficult to break out of. But the subscriber has an idea. So anyways, the emo kids, one of them, like I think the leader one's like, three, two, one, charge! And all 10 of them charge in from every direction. So the subscriber has to do this extremely carefully, but he executes it perfectly. The subscriber watches as they all come in, and as they're about to close in, he slips through the cracks and only in like they don't realize and they all charge in full speed expecting to make contact with the subscriber but the subscriber has slipped out so they all make contact with each other going full speed all 10 of them hit the ground none of them are like knocked out or anything like serious but they all hit the ground and they're all like injured or whatever and they're all on the ground like moaning like oh man ow So yeah, the entire crowd that's formed around watching this, they burst out into cheering, they all rush towards the subscriber, they're they're like, they put them on their shoulders, because they knew that this was, they understood the seriousness of this fight, and like how this made or break this, the emo society or whatever, and uh, yeah, later that day, the, the remaining emo kids came together and officially disbanded the emo society, and from that point out, there were no other like quasi-mafia type gangs or whatever that came together to offer quote-unquote protection. The emo kids were like, now they were no longer organized, and the emo society was just a thing of the past. If you want to support the channel, click on one of the videos on the screen right now. Thank you so much for watching, and uh, peace.